Welcome to Day 2 Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I'd like to invite you to meet me today in Psalm 31, and let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your Word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate your Word, that illumination would be given unto us, that we can see spiritually with our eyes, and that we can hear with our ears spiritually what it is that you're saying to us today. And we thank you that your word is alive and living and that it is speaking to us today. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. We agree and say amen. Now today we're going to be looking at verse 19, which says, Oh, how great is your goodness. Now, here's a simple theological rule of thumb that you can always follow throughout your Christian journey. And here it is. God is good and the devil is bad. Now, I know that most Christians would acknowledge that the devil is bad, but there are some believers who they, they skew or twist their theology or their doctrine, and they actually, and I've known some pastors that have done this, they actually form their doctrine, they form their theological views based upon life experience they've had. And even if that life experience runs contrary to Scripture, they they lean on that bitter life experience. But I'm here today to stick with the Word of God and to tell you that God is always good and that the devil, he's consistently bad. So God is the one doing good things and you need to understand the goodness of God flowing into your life. Oh, how great is your goodness. Now, some of you, you, you need to just get liberated right now and just say, God, you are good. You are good to me all the time. Praise the Lord and realize if something happened that was that it was not good, we actually know who was up to the no good stuff. That's the devil. Now, how great is your goodness? So God's goodness is not just normal goodness. There's greatness attached to it. How great is your goodness? And that goodness is now ready to touch your life. Get ready for the next statement. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up. Now, God has laid it up. He's laid it up for you. And this word laid up in the Hebrew is the word safan. And it means laid up, stored up, and it also means reserved and concealed by God just for you. In other words, it has been set apart. It can even in the Hebrew denote the, the meaning of being hidden or concealed, but it has been reserved, held back, laid up, and stored up for you. So God has great good things that he has laid up for you, and now it is time for them to be released. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. Now, the word fear in the Hebrew here denotes a deep reverence, respect, love, and worship for God. And I know that's the audience I'm speaking to. I know in your heart, you respect the Lord, you reverence him. Uh, You love God with all of your heart. So what these good things are that he has laid up 
They are for those who fear, who reverence the Lord, and they have been set apart specifically for you. Now, oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. So God has actually prepared these things just for you. And the word prepared in the Hebrew also carries the, the meaning of created. In other words, he has made these things and they're good things, really great, good things. He has, he has made them. He has created them just for you. They have been prepared especially for you. And they've been held back and they have been gathered, reserved and collected. And now God is releasing these into the lives of his people, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. Now, what God is doing now for his people is unparalleled. What is being released now, and it's going to go from a little bit of a flow to a massive overflow, it's going to be so strong that the unbelievers are going to see it. And they're going to think, wow, none of that is happening to us. And you know what? It won't be. It's going to be happening to the children of God. And it says here that this is going to be done in the presence of the sons of men, and the Christians are going to be getting blessed. And the world is going to be on the outside uh, looking in, thinking, you know what? They sure are having a good time, and that's not happening to us. And there will be many who say, I want to be a partaker of that good time. I want to be a partaker of whoever it is that's, that's putting this on, and that's God who's putting it on. And my friends, uh, it's the goodness the kindness of God that leads to repentance. And there will be hardened sinners that see God's goodness on us so thick that they're going to be like, you know what? I want to serve a God who's good. I want, I want to get out of this mess that I'm living in, out of this darkness and this, this depravity. And I want to get my life right with God because I see that he's good. And he, why? He's being good to us. That's proof of it. That's manifestation of it. Praise God. So what we're going to see, uh, if we try to give a, a, a description of it, is a tremendous overflow of God's goodness upon his people. And let me tell you, it's coming unlike anything you have ever seen with your eyes or have ever experienced in your life. And I, I even boldly say you've never seen anything like it in your entire lifetime or within the generation that you know. You have never seen what God is about to do. And I'm telling you, my friends, it's coming. Look at me very carefully right now, just for a moment. I want to say something and I want you to, I want you to see my eyes I want you to notice I'm not nervous. I want you to notice that even with all these lights that are on me right now, I'm not sweating or perspiring, straining under, under what I'm about to tell you. But I'm here to tell you today, listen very carefully, that this outpouring is coming this year. Praise the Lord. Oh, Pastor Stephen, how can you say something like that? Because I've heard from God. That's how, I, how come I can say it, that I say it with confidence, praise the Lord. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up. You have laid up. What God has laid up is being released this year. Are you ready? 
Praise God. This is an overflow unlike anything you have ever experienced in your life before. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I am here to get you positioned for this, to get you under the spout where the glory is going to be coming out. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm positioning you to hear from God, to be in a place where you are on the front of what God is doing. Praise the Lord. And by the way, verse 19 is what he is doing. And it's good because he is a good God. One more time. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up, stored up, reserved and concealed just for you. Mm -mm. For those who fear you, which you have prepared, even made, specially created for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. Woo! Glory to God. The church, the church has been ridiculed, particularly in America and other countries of the world. The church has been belittled. I've actually, I've had, I've had well-to-do people that are connected with billionaires tell me that in so little words, they really don't have any respect for the church why they haven't they haven't they haven't seen anything that would be a display of power or goodness in a sense that's that's outdoing what they're experiencing god's about to turn this thing around for his people in ways now it's not coming to the entire body of christ but it's coming to those who are who are walking with the lord who are ready for this and there is going to be such an overflow of goodness that it's going to make the sinners jealous. And I'm talking about like a, an envy that they basically say, we, we don't have that. They're, they, they, they're, in, they're walking in levels of goodness that are beyond what we can touch and experience. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm, get ready. Get ready. It's coming this year. Praise God. Now, the God that we serve is a good God who is a God of increase. Praise the Lord. I'm putting it on thick today. Praise the Lord. He is a God of increase. He is so, he is so good in this area of increase that if you need it, he can even increase your IQ. I'm being completely serious about that. He can lift your ability to understand, comprehend, to, uh, to move forward in your, in your specialty calling and anointing. He can take you to the top if you'll let him praise God. And if that means altering and increasing your IQ, that's no problem for God to do. Praise the Lord. Uh, he can increase uh, your love. He can increase your joy. He can inc- increase your influence. And absolutely, he can certainly as well increase your finances. Praise the Lord. You know, I was thinking earlier about Jeremiah. Let me turn over there just for a moment. Jeremiah chapter 33 and this, this is the type of things that we're going to be seeing God do. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So as you're calling on the Lord, and I know many of you have already been because you're, you're, you're praying. You're, you're hot after the Lord. And right now God is answering, and he's showing great and mighty things, things that you don't even know. God is revealing right now, if I can use this phrase, mind-blowing type things of goodness that he's going to be doing in your life. This, this, is, this is like almost fall out of the chair type stuff. This is shake your world type things 
that God is doing right now. Mm -mm. I will show you great and mighty things, not little bitty mediocre things, not average things that don't move the needle. No, we're talking shaking, impacting type things, great and mighty things, which you do not know. Mm -mm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God's going to blow your mind with the increase that he's going to bring into your life. You're going to have to sit down and just sit back and say, you know, I'm going to have to get a cappuccino and just think over what God has just done for me. What I have just stepped into, what the Lord has just done for me. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sit back a little bit and try to get my mind around this because he's going to blow your mind. Praise the Lord. Get ready. Mm -mm. Praise your Lord Jesus. Now, there are some that fight stubbornly for their right to be poor, who contend for their poverty. And I will, I will admit that in the age in which we are living in right now, that if you want to espouse poverty, uh, you can get a lot of attention for that. You'll find a lot of sympathizers. You'll find a lot of people that'll pat you on the back and commend you for your bravery to uh, be poor and to stay impoverished for, for, uh, for the rest of your life. Uh, and you know, if you, if you want to do things like that, uh, there are certain entities that will, that will be happy to help you along that path. Uh, who knows? Don't, don't be surprised that if you want to embrace poverty as, as a lifestyle, maybe even the government will give you a free phone. But of course, uh, don't expect it to be an Apple or a Samsung or a phone that actually has some good reception or fast operating chip or super fast internet ability. It's going to be, it's going to be the standard thing they issue to people that they want to keep on poverty level. It's going to be something that's just barely enough to string you along. It'll never be anything that ever is flavored with overflow. It'll always be flavored with just barely enough. Why? To keep you a slave to the system of poverty. But my friends, that's uh, that's something that, look, if you ever needed a handout, if you ever needed some help, that's all designed to be temporary. Now, in some ways, in some cultures and societies, even in uh, America, with certain systems, it's designed to perpetuate ongoing poverty to keep you trapped in a place through little bitty cheesy handouts and stuff like that so that they kind of can control you and stuff like that but trust me you just spread your wings a little and and flex your spiritual muscles a little bit you can blow past that so fast like a racehorse busting out of the gate on a Kentucky Derby day praise the Lord hallelujah and some have broken some horses have broken the doors uh, they have shattered the doors so ready to get out of that means of containment. And, and there are those that are just still uh, floating around in poverty. Look, God's got heavy, heavy overflow on his mind right now for his people. God has on his mind to raise up even billionaires and multi-billionaires in the body of Christ. The church is not going to be a laughingstock in the glory that we're going to go into. Praise the Lord. And so I just... I just say that this is a time you need to cry out to the Lord. He'll show you great and mighty things that just, whoop, whoo, hallelujah, things you don't know, praise God. But that's where God's going to take you into, and God's moving this year, praise the Lord. Now, 
Uh, before we go to our next scripture, let me just say this. I've been poor before. I, uh, I've been real poor. <laughs> and I, uh, for those of you that don't know, I grew up uh, in the poor state in the nation. And not only was it a poor state, not that any state's going to have some affluent areas, but for the most part, the, the, the landscape was pretty barren across the state, uh, talking about its financial economic output. But even in a poor state, we were raised in the poorest area of the poor state. We were really, really poor. And I know what it was like to have government handouts. And I know what it was like to lick my grandmother's uh, food stamp books. When you literally, this is back in the day when you didn't get an ATM card and you go to the grocery store and shop with a government ATM card. This was back in the day you took literal stamps that had glue on the back of them and you licked them. Guess who did all the licking? Me and my brothers. You're licking grandma's food stamp book, lick the stamps and put it in the book. And then she'd take the book to the grocery store. It's a government food stamp book. She could turn it in and exchange it for milk or cheese or stuff like that. But um, look, I've been poor, but I like more. I like more. I like God's plan. I like God's word. Poverty throughout scripture has always been associated with a curse. Why in the world would you join yourself to a curse? Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says that Christ hung in agony and pain on that cross to redeem us from the full curse of the law, the full blast of the curse that was launched into the human race because of sin. Christ came to take it off of everybody that would put their faith and trust in him. We are a new creation in him. Why'd you, why would you want to go and identify and reconnect with something that he has delivered you from? Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I say these things from experience, and I know that God is a good God, and God has overflow planned for you, and he's going to bless you to be a blessing. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. God has massive kingdom expansion on his mind, and it deals with the souls of men. We're going to be pulling in nets of evangelism and harvest unlike anything we have ever seen before. Glory to God. And my friends, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. Get ready. Get ready. Now, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Let's go over the verse 9. I could tell you some stories about poverty. If anybody thinks it's wonderful, tell me how wonderful this is. I'm in sixth grade growing up in Mississippi, and there's a big black kid standing next to me in the cafeteria line. We're, we're, we, got, we got our little bitty trays. You're going to get one little carton of milk. Now, some kids grow faster. Well, he, he was like, boom, he was growing. He, he already looked like a young man. We're in sixth grade, but his bone structure and his muscular build, and all we're getting is a little bitty carton of milk, and we're getting some some food. Uh, I don't know how much nutritional value was in the food, but thank God for whatever it was. It was usually you know spaghetti and a, a few maybe like a, a meatball and a half. You know, and the meatball is only like that big, and that uh, and a little piece of bread. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I saw my friend, the black kid take the spaghetti after they put it on his plate. He ate everything else. He took the spaghetti 
and it, you know it's hot and he put it in his hand and put it in his pocket i said what do you put the spaghetti in your pocket for he goes man i'm so hungry ain't no food at home i'm so hungry all the time now you tell me how holy that is how holy is that when you're malnourished malnutritioned and you can't even you can't even eat you can't even eat you get four ounces of milk no this stuff is not funny this stuff is not funny and so when you're blessed and overflow you you can help people praise god Mm-mm. praise god Mm-mm. you know what a lot of billionaires do with their extra money they send it to abortion clinics to kill little sweet innocent babies now can you imagine if god has christian billionaires who say, we're not going to use our surplus. We're not going to use overflow to kill innocent lives. We're going, to, we're going to protect innocent lives, and we're going to do good things with finances that cause God's goodness to be reflected in all that we do. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7. Let's go to verse 9. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. That's a cruel trick. But God's not a cruel God, is he? He's a good God. Mm -mm. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then... Now, let me switch over to the Amplified just for a moment so we can get this brought out a little clearer. Remember, Jesus is speaking to the Jewish people, but he's also speaking to them before he went to the cross and before uh, before redemption was purchased, and before the new covenant was ushered in. So let me read this uh, from the Amplified with a little bit of the Weymouth translation as well. Verse, let's see, this would be verse 11. If you then, being imperfect as you are, and sinful by nature, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? God is about to release good things that have been reserved, that have been held back, that are being being kept just for you for the release at this time. So if if you have those that are out there in the world, and they're, they're not even what we would call born again. In other words, they have not had their sin nature removed and They haven't been born again with the new nature of Christ placed within them. That's what we mean, of course, by the born-again experience. Another good phrase for it would be a uh, regenerated. You have passed from spiritual death into now spiritual life, the life of Christ planted within your heart. Okay, so if you being of a sin nature, as they were, but yet they could still have sweetness and kindness towards their children. How much more can God, who is perfect in love, who has not any uh, stain of sin within him, or he, he can't even sin, praise God. How about God, who wants to do good things for you? Mm-mm. If you then, being imperfect as you are, and sinful by nature, Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Pastor Stephen, I don't know if God wants to bless me. How much more? Pastor Stephen, I don't know if God's got anything good planned for me. How much 
more. Pastor Stephen, I think I just need to go live in the cave and be poor. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things? Not bad things. Not bad things. Give good things to those who ask him. God is a good God, and he has laid up for you, stored up for you, reserved and kept for you until this exact moment. Incredibly good things that he wants to release. And my friends, it's time. It is time. Be awake. Understand that God is a good God. Understand his giving heart and position yourself to receive with expectancy the release of these storehouse treasures of goodness that are going to rush into your life in an overflow measure. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Now, let me say that the gift from the Father, the gift that God is going to give you, the gift from the Father can often require you taking or possessing what He has given you. This is where I want to help you. Let me say that again. The gift from the Father, and we know it's a good gift. He gives good gifts. The gift from the Father that He gives can often require you taking or possessing what He has given you. Woo! Praise God. Now, here is a principle that I'd like to share. Possession of your good gift unfolds as you go. Possession of the gift that God has given to you, it unfolds as you go. Let me explain that. Praise the Lord. And I think a great explanation of it can be found in the book of Joshua. And I would like for us to go specifically to verse 9. Now, we have studied verse 8 before, and verse 8 is a fascinating verse. I love it. It is a uh, it's a self-governing principle of how to succeed in life. But, 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 verse 9, we've, we've got to look at verse 9. Praise God. We're in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Thank you, Lord. And I see that what has been stored up is now being released, released, released into your life. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Joshua 1, 9. This is what God said to Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Mm -mm. Let's read it again. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and a good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is with you wherever you go. Now, here's the catch. You have to be a going person in this hour. Pastor Stephen, here I sit. No, 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 no. Here you go. Pastor Stephen, here I continue to overanalyze and still continue to deeply scrutinize. No, no, no. No, you've done your due diligence Now you must go. God has heard your prayers and God says, have I not commanded you? Have I not spoken to you about this? Now what you need to do is now be strong and have good courage. And the Lord says, don't be dismayed by anything. 
Look, look, I'm I'm very aware of what's going on out there in the world. I'm, I'm not ignorant of news. I try not to follow it because so much of it is negative, but I'm still aware. I, I do my scan. I see what's going on. I know what's going on in America, but my friends, I'm not tracking that. I'm tracking the word. I'm tracking what God is saying in this moment. I'm tracking what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me concerning. And this is what God's doing. And your eyes need to be upon Christ and you need to be going with what God is saying because it will always put you over and get this. You ready? It's always good. It's always good. Woo! Praise the Lord. The other stuff's not. This is, and it will always be good. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. Now, that's very, very important. He's with you. Now, watch how this works in tandem with that, because you can't just say, Pastor Stephen, God's with me. He is, but this is how it works. God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, he's not just with you so you can sit, <laughs> right? He's not just he's not just there with you so you can perpetually plan. Well, now we still need to do some more. No, no, no. Look, he is with you wherever you go. Get moving. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Pastor Steve, I believe God has spoken to me about what my inheritance is. And it's good. Yes, it is, isn't it? Now, he's with you as you go. Mm-mm. Now move. Now move. As you go, courage and strength are released, infused, and amplified within you by the working of the Holy Spirit. But to experience that, you must now go. Yes, we're aware of the opposition, just like Joshua was. He, he's aware that, hey, we've crossed over. Woohoo! Hey, we're here. Woohoo! <laughs> right? Okay. It's our time. Yes, sure is, Joshua. You're the Joshua generation. Now make it happen. God's with you. Go wherever you go, because we all are called into different areas of society, of culture. We're all called to these different places. Praise the Lord. My friends, go for the Lord is with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's look at it further. Joshua chapter six, verse one. Hallelujah. I'm suddenly sensing the presence of many angels. Glory to God. Now Jericho was securely shut up. We're in Joshua six, verse one. Now Jericho was securely shut up. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. A very intimidating city. Uh, they could drive chariots pulled by horses on top of the city walls. It was, it was not only high walls and phenomenally thick walls and extremely well fortified. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, put your name there. And the Lord said to put your name there. And the Lord said, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's King and the mighty men of valor. Now God said that to Joshua while they're standing on the outside and the walls are up 
and the chariots and the guards are on patrol, riding around up there, looking around, thinking that nobody's getting in here. But you know what? The truth is they're shaking in their boots because they've heard about this great mighty Jehovah God. They heard that this God split the Red Sea and they heard, "Uh uh-oh, he's doing stuff again. He just split the Jordan River and they have crossed over and they are shaking in their boots. Praise God. They're afraid and God is moving and faith is in the camp of the Israelites And let me tell you what, you know what happened. Those walls came down and there is a, there is an explosion of God's power that is about to be released upon the church, an explosion of God's goodness. And it will be a great, great, like moving of the spirit. And you must now begin to move. You must now begin to go. Verse three, you shall march around the city. All your men of war, you shall go all around the city once. This you, this you shall do six days. There were, there were certain instructions about not talking and so forth until the right time. So uh, anytime there is wisdom, there is instructions involved. But here's the thing. You still got to go. And God is giving instructions. God is giving insight. He's saying, do this and do that. But you must go. You must go because God is with you. Now, here's the thing. As you go, you sense that presence. Oh, yes, it's there with you while you're standing there and God's talking. But you wait till you start moving and you'll sense it in an even greater engulfing, encompassing way. That presence, that strength. And as you step fully into it, as you step out, God, he's with you. He's with you all the way. Not just when he says, I'm with you. No, he's, he, that means he's going with you. He's going in on this with you. Praise the Lord. And that's why you're going to see this goodness break forth in your life. Start stepping into it. Start stepping into it. Look, God's not some kind of a maniac. He's not a psychopath where he's trying to set you up and get your, get your hopes all up and then just walk, let you walk out there and just get, get slaughtered or killed or something like that. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is with you all the way through to help you cross the finish line and to help you get the job done. He's right there at the beginning, and he is especially right there with you in the thick of the battle. Praise God. And by the way, he's there with you on the other side when you're rejoicing and you've got the victory. And when you're sharing the testimony, he's there with you too. Praise the Lord. But he's with you, and he's with you now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you right now. I feel fire, the fire of God. The fire of God is here. So, Father, I just speak to your people, and that fire that's even touching me right now, it's bouncing kind of, it's like bouncing all around in this studio. It's all over my shoulders. Father, I just release that fire, that anointing. And, Father, I ask for special angelic help for those that are ready to march. And you said go, and they're ready to go. And Father, they may be their 50s, 60s, or 70s, or they may be younger, but there's Joshua anointing on them, and they're moving now, and they're going now, and they're listening to those instructions. Do this. Do that. Take care of this. 
take care of that. Make that call. Send that email. And Father, I thank you that you're with them. You're with them and things are happening. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you for the release of your goodness. I ask, oh God, for that release of your goodness upon your people. Thank you, Father. Let them have forerunner testimonies. Let them have the breakthrough testimonies that will inspire the others to rise up also and to go after their inheritance. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the anointing falling, 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 glory, glory, that the angels are going with them. Thank you, Father, the angelic army marching. Hallelujah. Just like the angelic warring army was with David. He could hear him at the top of the mulberry trees. I thank you, Father. Glory. They're with your people. Marching, marching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. We give you praise. You are releasing your goodness now. Father, you are releasing your goodness now. The Lord is saying, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, and you're going to taste. You're going to taste more than you've ever had. This year in your life, you're going to taste more of the goodness of God in your life than you've ever had before. Get ready. Mm -mm. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Now, the Lord wants you to worship him. The Lord wants you to believe him, and the Lord wants you to step forward in areas that he is calling you to step forward. Look, I know it's very easy to get comfortable at a certain level, at a certain plateau, and maybe even God has kept you on that plateau for 10 years or 12 years or whatever it might be. But now, now God's moving, and he's He's going forward, and he's going to go with you. He's going to go with you. So, I want to read that one more time. Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My friends, go and get the good things that God has for you. They're falling. Go, get them. Go, 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 go. Woo! Go, go, go. I release the go angels. Go, go, go. Get yourself going. Go, go, go. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord disrupt your, your, uh, your complacency with go angels. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're going to be so glad that you pushed and went and you escaped from what could have turned into a trap, what could have turned into a rut. Mm -mm. but your portion, your inheritance is good. And I see you going now, father, I thank you. Bless your people, bless, bless your people Mm -mm. in Jesus name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We, We need to take communion. Praise the Lord. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting names of angels right now that are God's working. I've, I've got to write one down. Pastor Stephen, I'd like to see your note. <laughs> that's, that's the one the Lord's showing me, a special angel right now. Maybe I can talk about this sometime soon. Glory to God. I'm very familiar with another angel that uh, was involved in some other things. But this is, this is one that's uh, God's sending right now. So, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're watching today's program and you don't know the captain of the angelic armies, his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the resurrected, ascended Messiah of Israel and the head of the church. If you would like to get your life right with God 
He's waiting for you to call upon him right now. And if you will call upon him right now, he will save you immediately right now. So why don't you pray with me? Just say this after me. Just pray this out to the Lord. Say, Jesus, you died to save sinners like me. Thank you for going to the cross on my behalf. Thank you for taking the punishment that I deserved. So Jesus, you're a good God, and I put my faith and trust in you completely now. Save me. Deliver me. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in your book of life. I take you as my Lord and Savior right now. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer, and thank you for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. And I say with the absolute certainty and confidence, Christ has heard your prayer, and you now belong to him. So live for him, and he will bless you every day, every day of your life. You'll find that he's a wonderful God. Praise the Lord. Let's take Holy Communion together. Grab some grape juice and some unleavened bread. Praise God. And let's let's receive the body and blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it and set it apart as holy. We thank you that this is now the body, the flesh, and the blood of Christ, our Savior. Oh God, we give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Father, thank you for the body of the Lord. We thank you for your promises that they are a sure word. Thank you, Father God, that your word is also quickened. It's alive and it speaks to us as living bread and living nourishment. So, Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, his body, we receive our portion your word. We thank you for victory, sweet victory. I thank you, Father, you're going to do some things to wipe away the reproach that the enemy has brought to your own people, uh, forms of captivity and sorrow and discouragement and depression. And you're going to put a smile upon the face of your precious people. We thank you, Father, that the sons of men will see it. Woo, oh God, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We receive it now in his name. Amen. Let's partake. You'll find out, it doesn't take long, you'll find out in your walk with God that you get a lot better results the stronger that you are with your faith and the bolder that you are. If you're real timid, and you're just like, well, I, uh, you know, you'll find out that the enemy, he, he can resist. But um, there is a boldness that literally makes the enemies, you know, the fear comes from the enemy. So that boldness and that shield of faith reflect it right back on him. And he's afraid. The devil's afraid of you. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. I, I could just feel that statement dis- disrupted some people's theology. I think I should say it again. The devil is afraid of you because of who you are in Christ. And trust me, you know he's afraid of Christ. And you belong to Christ. He is your elder brother. He's your Savior, your Lord, your King. And he's the one that defeated Satan and his entire host of evil and wickedness. 
Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We ask that if we have committed any sin, if we have offended anyone or hurt anyone, we ask that you would forgive us. We ask that you would wash all of our sins away, Father, with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We ask that you would keep us from the evil one, that you would protect us from him. Thank you, Father, for your angels and your shield of protection. God, we give you glory and praise. We thank you for the precious blood of Christ. Woo! Washed all over us. Hallelujah. We are the blood-bought church. Father, thank you. Thank you that even, even those that are not born again can be kind to their children and give them good gifts. But, Father, you're our heavenly Father. How much more? How much more do you want to do? Give good gifts. So we thank you, Father, that so many of those gifts, you've already said yes. You've Just like you told Joshua, I've already given it to you. So, Father, we thank you for our part of possessing. And we thank you, O oh God, that we will possess what rightfully you said is our inheritance. Woo! The good gifts. Thank you, Father. Mm-mm-mm. We received... We received that great word that you go with us. You are with us. Father, we, we will drink to that. Father, we receive the blood of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Woo! Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord. I, I, I trust you're walking close with God. Don't be, don't be messing around. Don't be wasting your time. Don't be filling your head, your mind with all kinds of silly stuff out there in the world. Be walking with God. For the power of God will be touching you in mighty ways. And you will go from glory to glory, strength to strength, from faith to faith. Be bold. Be strong. 